Marc-Andre Fleury proved one thing in his game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. He still has plenty to offer a playoff contender. We'll talk about what the Wild should do with Fleury continuing to stack up good starts, plus some roster juggling ahead of tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. All that on today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are your team every day. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we will discuss Marc-Andre Fleury's trade value after his pretty solid effort against the Pittsburgh Penguins on Marc-Andre Fleury night. We'll talk about some potential fits for the Wilds goaltender, as well as looking at tonight's matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights with a couple of roster juggling moves that uh, were made over the weekend. We'll get you set with the Wild further back than they were before they started their two-game winning streak. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, welcoming you back into another episode of Locked on Wild. Apologies for the lack of episodes at the end of last week. That may be the first time that Day Job has gotten the best of me uh, hosting this show. Just had a ton of travel at the end of last week on both Thursday and Friday. And uh, then had Super Bowl plans on top of that. So uh, unfortunately, was not able to make it to Marc-Andre Fleury night. But what a game for Marc-Andre Fleury. Had the amazing video tribute before the game. And also had a pretty darn good performance out there on the ice. As the Wilds pick up a 3-2 to win over the Pittsburgh Penguins in likely Marc-Andre Fleury's last start of his career against his former team. So it was a lot of fun. There was uh, a lot of great celebration of what Marc-Andre Fleury has been able to accomplish throughout the course of his career. But we got an important reminder in Friday night's game against the Penguins that Marc-Andre Fleury still has plenty to offer to a team some team in the NHL because so the wild have gone on a two game winning streak now, and this is nothing new. This has been going on throughout the course of this season when the wilds beat an inferior Western conference team. And then they beat somebody in the East and we hear the C they're back right back on track. And actually, if you look at it, The Minnesota Wild are currently further back than they were before the two-game winning streak started. They are seven points out of a playoff spot as of right now. The St. Louis Blues and the Los Angeles Kings both tied with 58 points. The Wilds have 51. 
And so while the Wilds, as of right now, have just four teams to leapfrog to get into a postseason spot, the Arizona Coyotes have played one fewer game, and the Wild will take Arizona on on Wednesday. And so it, it is just looking further and further like a playoff spot is just not in the cards. And this is something that we've been talking about extensively on this show. The Minnesota Wilds' current playoff chances stand at 3.4%. But the Minnesota Wild need to take advantage of what we saw on Friday night's game against the Penguins by being able to actually get tangible return for a guy who could still help out several teams in Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, first and foremost, I know he does need to waive his no-trade clause to go anywhere. You have to have that conversation. As of right now, just look at the teams that are currently occupying playoff spots that could use some goaltending help. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes are one that was brought to my attention. My uh, Locked on Hurricanes uh, colleague, Jared Ellis, actually looking at some potential trade um, targets for the Hurricanes. And so he sent me a message um, on my flight out of Cleveland today asking what the Minnesota Wild were looking for at the deadline, if there would be potential to make a deal work for Marc-Andre Fleury. And my response to him was the Minnesota wild should be sellers. And so picks and prospects really are the currency that the wilds need to be taking a serious look at here leading up to the trade deadline. And I think the blueprint is pretty easy to find for how to handle Marc-Andre Fleury's trade because we have seen Sean Monahan fetch a first round pick at this year's deadline. I think the Wilds would not have a hard time fetching a third or a second round pick and maybe even using the blueprint that Chicago used a couple of seasons ago where it's a second-round pick that is a conditional first-round pick provided X, whether it be X number of starts or the team that is acquiring Flurry makes it to the conference final. If they win a couple of rounds or if Flurry makes X amount of starts in the postseason, then it turns into a first-round pick as opposed to a second round, or maybe you do it to where it's a third round pick that becomes a conditional second, depending on what uh, level of criteria is, is made. But I, I look at the Carolina hurricanes, Philadelphia flyers, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and another team that has been rumored to be uh, circling the wagons on Marc-Andre Fleury is the currently out of a playoff spot, New Jersey Devils. And I look at a team like Carolina, who is four points back of the New York Rangers as of right now. And the New York Rangers have 
been they've they've started to pick up their play a little bit here recently, but they are not a team that has had that same level of dominant play that they did last year. And so Carolina, who has just a ton of elite talents on offense, that is a team that as of right now has used one, two, three, four, five different goaltenders this season. Auntie Ranta has been hurt off and on. Uh, Frederick Anderson has been hurt off and on. They traded for Spencer Martin. And uh, he has made one start for the Hurricanes so far this year. Now, Peter Kachekov has come in and has played pretty well. He's 13-8-3. But collectively, it's a Hurricanes team that has a uh, 2.86 goals against average and an 891 save percentage. And again, going to keep underscoring that Marc-Andre Fleury still has plenty to give plenty to offer. And so this is where we need to see this team switch their mindset from what they would like, which is obviously to make the playoffs. It's not an attainable goal though, because the teams in front of you keep winning. And so we need to see a shift in mindset from this team to what they would like to what serves the best interests of this franchise moving forward. And at this point this season, best interests of this franchise moving forward is to try to accumulate some assets at the trade deadline. You're not going to be able to get a ton because you don't have a ton of high-impact pieces to move, which is why it's important that you move the ones that you can to get something back. And Marc-Andre Fleury's got to be on top of that list. I mean, if you look at Fleury's last handful of starts, he went in January, he was 2-3-1 and one with a 2.52 goals against average and a 9.06 save percentage. He had only two starts in which he gave up more than three goals. Beyond that, he shut out the Islanders. He gave up... Uh, just one goal against the Florida Panthers. That was the game that he got injured in, but he only gave up one goal in that game through the first roughly half of the game. Uh, Had a tough luck loss to Calgary, lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning, beat Columbus. Um, and, And so, again, a lot of what has ailed this Minnesota Wild team has been in front of the net over the uh, the last several games. And I just, I think you got to use the opportunity to try to sell high on a guy who it would be nice to give him another opportunity to make the postseason before his career is done and to not have Minnesota be the franchise that ended that 17 straight years making the playoffs run that he's on. I would hate for us to be the ones that broke that. So let's take what we saw against Pittsburgh, which was a 34 out of 36 performance and just two goals allowed. Let's take that and send that to somebody who is in dire need of some goalie play. And, you know, you look at the West even too. You're going to tell me Colorado would not love the opportunity to add somebody 
who can be a capable backup to Alexander Gorgiev so that you don't run him into the ground. Edmonton, there are plenty of suitors, which means that you could get yourself a little bidding war going here. Do the right thing. Do the thing that inspires the greater good. And as far as the greater good goes, I was very happy that Fleury got the win on Marc-Andre Fleury night. And so that's another one of those games that I can push greater good off to the side for because greater good was served in the fact that Fleury upped his trade value uh, even a little bit, um, which is, is something that can definitely help this team if they do the right thing and make the decision to take a step back and then some, uh, but looks like we will continue to get a push to the very end because uh, we've got some roster moves to discuss ahead of tonight's game as well. So that's on the way as we continue today's episode of locked on wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Sleeper. And as we fight to the finish with the Minnesota Wild out of the postseason picture, you can still win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether wild players like Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, or Brock Faber will record more or less than their Sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. All you have to do is per- correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats to win a 100 times bet you heard me wild fans you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper so start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big use promo code locked on nhl and you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply that's code locked on nhl see sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability Welcome back to today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. We are back at full strength here uh, as we move through the rest of this week. So you can join us tonight for yet another Lockdown Wild postcast as we recap tonight's action against the Vegas Golden Knights. And we'll have episodes for you every day the rest of the week as well. So a couple of roster juggling moves made for tonight's game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Connor Dewar is back, but Marcus Foligno will be missing at least the next couple of games. Uh, Foligno would be eligible since he didn't play on, um, on Friday's game. Foligno would be eligible to return to the lineup on Saturday against the Buffalo Sabres at the earliest. So Connor Dewar slots in and takes that spot. Adam Beckman has been recalled again. Maybe this time it's his chance. And just like we expected, just like I expected, Declan Chisholm continues uh, to get up to speed with the Minnesota Wild. He will not play tonight. 
He will not play before he gets an opportunity to practice with the team. And as we heard over the weekend, the team played well. And so there really is no need to take anybody out of the lineup at this point until things start to go south again. But folks, may I present Exhibit A to the jury? We've seen this happen time and time and time and time and time and time and time again this season is that you go on these little winning streaks and you allow yourself to get almost a false sense of security as to what this team actually is. You, for instance, remember back in November, at the end of November, when John Hines started and the Wilds beat St. Louis, they beat Nashville, they beat Chicago, and they beat Calgary, and everybody was like, okay, maybe we're back. But then they go up against two teams that are currently fixtures in the Western Conference playoff picture in Vancouver and Edmonton, and they lose both games. Then they go on another winning streak that is some Western Conference. So I don't want to take I don't want to take away from that, but they beat Seattle, they beat Calgary, they beat Vancouver. The final two games of that three game winning streak in a shootout. Then they lose to Pittsburgh. Then that next stretch of games includes two wins over Boston, a win over Montreal, and a win over Detroit. And it's okay, we're back. We are ready to take the division by storm. We're ready to go up against the Winnipeg Jets and win both of those matchups. How did that play out? Uh, The Wild lost both to Winnipeg. They lost to Calgary. They lost to Tampa Bay. Then they lost two to Dallas. They lost to Arizona. They lost to Philadelphia as well. Then you had that Eastern Conference swing against Florida, Carolina, Washington. You won all three of those games, and we were like, maybe they're back. And then you lose to Nashville and Anaheim. Every time this team has found ways to win games against Eastern Conference or lower in the standings Western Conference teams, they follow it up by not being able to beat teams that are actually in the playoff picture. And the Vegas Golden Knights are in the playoff picture. As Arizona now technically behind the Minnesota Wild in the playoff picture, but it's still a team that the Wild, if they have any serious thoughts about the playoffs, it's a team that you should beat. And so I I guess I'm just a little confused as to why now we see the merit-based arguments for keeping particular players in the lineup because they didn't have any egregious mistakes against Chicago or against Pittsburgh. When we know full well what is likely coming tonight against the Vegas Golden Knights and probably Wednesday against Arizona. This is beating uh, beating Columbus 4-3 to in overtime and then losing to Dallas twice in a row. We've seen examples of this time and time again this season. And so if you want to say 
if you want to say that it's going to take a practice to get Declan Chisholm in, okay, say that, stick to that. But you don't have to add in the, well, everybody's, everybody played well. Everybody played well against Pittsburgh. So we, we don't see any, we don't see any reason to change the lineup because you know, you know, pretty full well that that reason to change the lineup is coming tonight. So would not surprise me if we see Declan Chisholm on Wednesday. I, I look forward to that. Um, as soon as we can get it. Uh, and, you know, with Connor Dewar back in the lineup, we'll continue to see, obviously, him and Brandon Duhame. And then I would imagine that J- Jake Lucchini is the third member of that group. Although we did see Brandon Duhame slot into the third line in practice today with Marcus Felino out of the lineup. So, if they go with Duhame on the third line, that we like, that we're okay with. But it's just like we just continue to see this play out repeatedly all season. And hey, guys played well. Like, you know, what would be great would be to give Declan Chisholm and Adam Beckman opportunities to see where they're at as opposed to continuing to play guys that we know what we're going to get on a nightly basis. But I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. And just to add to this, Michael Russo tweeting earlier today, um, to six five one guy who questioned me on Dan Barrero uh, on KFan why everybody was acting like it'd be hard for the Wild to make the playoffs. The question was asked when they were five points back. The Wild moved within three with a win that same Friday night. Idle for two days. They're now seven back and likely to fall further behind against the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. Who we'll talk about as we finish. Today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. And speaking of your Minnesota Wild tonight, taking on the Vegas Golden Knights, the Minnesota Wild are currently 122 on the money line. Vegas is minus 146. My favorite type of bet from FanDuel is the anytime goal scorer, and guess who is the most likely to score tonight? That's Kirill Kaprizov at plus 145. Jonathan Marcheseau at plus 150. Mark Stone at plus 200. Wild Bill Carlson at plus 210. As is Jewel Erickson and Matt Boldy at plus 220 round out the top six. So there's some great value for you to take a look at to potentially gain $150 in bonus bets by checking out FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot today. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner 
of the NBA. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, we will be back on track. Normal programming, normal episodes. As uh, I said in the open today, uh, work just got the best of me at the end of last week. Was in the car for something like 12 hours on uh, Thursday and Friday and just just really had a... Uh, a tough time keeping above water with all that. So apologies for no episodes last week to end the week, but uh, we're back and we're rolling here with the uh, Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. So now a lot of the attention focuses on the NHL and the NBA uh, here over the next few months before Major League Baseball gets going. Let's talk about tonight's opponents, the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights currently sitting in the second spot in the Pacific Division with 68 points. Now, Vancouver has kind of ran away and hid with the Pacific Division. They've got an eight-point lead over Vegas. Vegas does have a game in hand. Edmonton has four games in hand on Vegas and five games in hand on the Canucks. So... There is a uh, good possibility that the Oilers will be a little higher up on that list before all is said and done. But uh, main point for the Golden Knights, 31-15-6 on the season, which includes 19-5-2 at home. They have scored 169 goals and given up 141. And they're 7-2-1 in their last 10, including having won two games in a row. Here's how these two teams stack up in this matchup tonight. Uh, the Wilds come in averaging 2.96 goals for per game. The Golden Knights at 3.17. Goals allowed per game. The Minnesota Wild are at 3.28. The Golden Knights, 2.69. The Minnesota Wilds have 604 penalty minutes to their credit. Vegas, 408. Uh, power play percentage, the Wild with the edge at 20.3. Uh, Vegas is at 19.8. Uh, penalty kill, 74.1 for the Minnesota Wild. 80.8 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Minnesota Wild are 3-2 and two in their last five. The Golden Knights are 4-1. and one. And some of the leaders for this Golden Knights team, throughout the season so far include some pretty familiar names uh, that have been getting it done for Vegas so far this season. They are led in goals by Jonathan Marcheseau, who has 26, Jack Eichel with 19, Mark Stone with 15, William Carlson has 16, and you've also got uh, Ivan Barbashev, Chandler Stevenson, and Nicholas Roy all in double digits. Uh, for the Golden Knights. Point total leader, Mark Stone, he's got 51. Then Eichel with 44 in 42 games played. Jonathan Marcheseau has 42 points in 52 games played as well. Um, power play-wise, it's Eichel, it's Stone, it's Marcheseau. Those guys all run the ship for that power play unit. But the big, the big thing for Vegas, and this was a huge key for them, winning the Stanley Cup next uh, last year is the goaltending. Aiden Hill in net tonight 
for the Golden Knights. He's 14-2-2 on the season. Was injured for a while in December, but has finally started to work his way back into the lineup. He's won his last two starts, which were against Edmonton and Arizona, and uh, has given up three goals on 53 shots over those two games. So he's 50 of 53 in saves over the last two Uh, both being wins. And for Aiden Hill, he is 7-1-1 at home with a 1.62 goals against average and a 9.45 save percentage. Vegas on the road has not been a kind environment for the Minnesota Wilds as of late. But one player who has really enjoyed playing against the Golden Knights throughout the course of his career is Kirill Kaprizov, who looks to keep what has been a really nice stretch for him now at 20 goals on the season. And uh, Kaprizov is projected for 76 points in 71 games, including 32 goals, which would be great. And I hope that he is able to continue that pace throughout the season and maybe, I don't know, maybe score 100 goals by the time the uh, the season is done. But for Kaprizov, if you look at, let's start with last year. Kaprizov had one goal against Vegas last year. Two years ago, he uh, had a single point in three games. And 2020-2021, he had six goals and two assists for eight total points in eight games against the Golden Knights. So Kirill Kaprizov, all told, has seven goals in 12 games against the Vegas Golden Knights in his career. Really likes playing that team. He likes playing in those bigger environments, but beyond that, it has just been a spot that has been tricky for the Minnesota Wilds to uh, consistently win in. It has always been a spot in which you think about what happened last year. Remember last year when the Wilds beat Colorado to take first place outright in the Central Division and they played the Golden Knights in the back-to-back um, after that? Lost both in pretty emphatic fashion for the Golden Knights. So it's a team that the Wild had tremendous success against in the early part of their uh, franchise's history. But over the um, over the last couple of seasons, Vegas has started to really even the tide in that head-to-head matchup, and rightfully so, because the Golden Knights have been one of the best teams in the NHL um, over the last few seasons, and the Wilds have won games, but haven't necessarily been at that same level so keys in this one i guess for the wilds are to try to really attack aiden hill uh and that stems to getting to the net and being able to attack in close with those high danger chances like we can run down the list of things that the wild are going to need to do in order to win this game i would prefer to simply see a build off of Friday's game against the Penguins from, in particular, Matt Boldy. 
let's see him maybe get to a goal in a second consecutive game for Kirill Kaprizov. Let's see him continue to um, keep this nice stretch over the last few games going. And beyond that, I just would like to see somebody get a chance. (laughs) Somebody get a chance in one of these spots, uh, whether it be Beckman or to see Declan Chisholm get into the game. And so whatever is going to precipitate those happening, that's what I'm rooting for in tonight's game against Vegas. So this is a tough one for the Minnesota wild. It would not surprise me at all. If Vegas comes away with a four or a five to one win. And then we're right back. We're right back where we've been 15 other times this season into, well, it can beat the teams below them in the standings and they can beat the Eastern conference teams. But when it gets to be a Western conference team, that's, that just is a, an area that they struggle with. And that is just the, that's the entire scope of this season so far is the inability to beat those key teams in front of them in the standings. So I don't expect that to change tonight and uh, we will have you covered throughout the rest of the evening um, through tonight's game as well. So make sure to join us for a lockdown wild postcast here this evening and make sure to join us here throughout the rest of the week as we get back to regular episodes Uh, we'll talk some trades of seasons past this week we've got alex coming on for tomorrow's episode so we got a lot coming at you after a little bit of a breather but uh we'll get back to the full swing of things here this week and we thank you for your continued support of locked and wild here uh, throughout the season You can follow us for new episodes. You can uh, take a look at our uh, fan spotlights that we have done so far and will continue to add to. Uh, Just make sure to check us out on YouTube so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. And for those that listen in audio form, uh, we appreciate your support on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platforms as well. We've got new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On podcast network.